0: Shalom from Jerusalem, and this is Watchmen Talk, a series of conversations with Israeli experts and practitioners in military security, intelligence, and diplomatic affairs. And our guest for a second part is Major General in the Reserves, Israel Ziv. Welcome Hello. again. Thank you. Aloha, um, You were, uh, first and foremost, a paratrooper uh, from private soldier to brigadier general in the paratroops, including command at all levels, uh, from uh, a squad through a platoon, company, battalion, brigade, and finally being the chief paratroop and infantry officers, also in charge of special forces. And then you were also in charge of the Uh, Gaza division and another division and finally as a major general the chief of operations for the Israeli uh, defense forces now um, the coveted position of uh, running the paratroop brigade brigade 35 of the uh, IDF Mm -hmm. is usually won only after a competition with your contemporaries with your colleagues um, what was it like when you waited to hear whether you are appointed the brigade commander? And you knew that some of your friends may not be so friendly when the winner is announced?
1: Look, uh, luckily I was at that time uh, assigned in, in, in Gaza, Northern Gaza Brigade. So, So I didn't have so much time to think about it knowing that yeah of course uh, everybody you know it's it's, it's like a dream it's, it's 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 a vision everybody wants to be in that uh, uh, amazing position but uh, the the best way to wait for something like that is to be busy with what you do and and I think that that time, as a as a brigade commander in Gaza, I had so much things to do, so much uh, operational challenges. So, so for me, it was kind of a, a good surprise to know. I remember that I came back to my office, you know, after a, a very long day out in the streets of Gaza, and and I was I was getting a call, and 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 uh, I was told that, that I'm the one that goes to 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 that position. I think Nehemia Tamari was the one that. Uh, uh, the
0: commanding general of the central command. The central yeah.
1: command. It was telling me that. So, so for me, it was really kind of uh, you know, wow. And, and
0: First I, I didn't
1: sleep uh, that night, and not from terrorism uh, that night, but because I was very excited.
0: Uh-huh. So, y- usually you lose sleep after you get the, the news, right. rather than <laughs> than before. But uh, in Gaza, as the uh, commanding officer of the northern brigade, you also doubled as
1: the commander of a reserve. Yeah.
0: brigade
1: yeah correct but i think i was i was i was overloaded and 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 actually to be very honest um, today i think it, it was a mistake because even a, 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 a brigade in reserve it's still you know it, it it's a full assignment there are so many things to do you know in terms of manpower training equipment there are so many things to do and and being a commander in Gaza was was you know like like three-time job uh, so luckily I had amazing people in the in that uh, brigade which helped me to to command it Without them I think I would fail. I wouldn't be able to 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 stand for those two assignments and uh, I remember that uh, actually I, I just finished kind of an operation in Gaza and went directly into exercise directly but directly I, I just went on the... A, a, a mic on the, the tank or whatever was it, and and and, and I had to, to to give the command. I didn't know even what to say, so they they gave me the command. You know what to order in the in the radio. So, uh, but yeah, it was very challenging.
0: Now you probably have dozens, maybe hundreds of jumps, right? The, Correct. Did you did you uh, keep count? You still remember? No, no,
1: I I lost it in 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 certain time. Uh, by the way, as, as the uh, the commander of the reconnaissance, we we wanted to go to a free fall jump, and and we were training for that, so we were jumping like three times a day, sometimes two, you know, if we were too exhausted. But but for weeks that this is what we have done, so we gain I don't know so many uh, uh, jumps, but later on you 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 just don't count anymore. I don't know, maybe it's it's written someplace, but. <laughs> Is
0: it still necessary? Is it still essential for the paratroopers and other um, soldiers and officers? Obviously, it builds courage. Um, You know that you step off into the unknown. But as a military means of uh, infiltration, of getting to the battle, is it
1: still as necessary as it used to be? I doubt it. Maybe for special forces or, you know, very, very unique type of missions, but, but overall, I don't think we're going to use it. It's not the uh, Second World War uh, today. Uh, but, but in terms of the characteristic, of the par troopers, it's it's really important. Whether you know it's cost effective, I don't know to to, to pitch for that. Well, it's enjoyable, of course. Um, no, it's more than that, Amir. It's more than that. You really create characteristic of of the people and the unit and and to, to a complete uh, uh, capability of of the of the unit of the of the brigade. So so you know, yes. If if you have alternative or shortage of money, I wouldn't do it, but. As long as you can keep it, you can allow yourself in terms of budget to do it, it's extremely important to the... The the idea behind,
0: uh, of course, not not, uh, just an individual um, officer or agent um, uh, sneaking behind enemy lines, but the idea behind sending forces like brigades or even more um, is, of course... To leapfrog over the enemy's defense, not uh, to try and break through by armor, um, but rather do it um, many miles uh, in the the rear. Uh, But that uh, means that you don't have uh, a lot of logistical support. You you, uh, must uh, know how to operate off the land and um, how to use ingenuity. Um, and the question is whether in today's wars, you see a future for such operations, not necessarily the, the art of jumping or what you mentioned, the cost effectiveness of training uh, so many people who will obviously never jump uh, into combat, but having some small corps, a battalion, a brigade, or, or, or any formation, in, in a military is that uh, essential
1: no today I don't think it's it's uh, it's essential to be honest uh, first of all because the enemy has changed look uh, we don't have this uh, ordinary armies uh, that we have to to land behind the enemy line etc this is this is kind of an old concept which today I think is is, is not so relevant
0: also the air
1: defense will uh, probably shoot down the air uh, plane, defense- lo- plane loads of paratroopers. Of course, and and the second thing you have this this air mobility or air capability today that you can do almost everything, almost not everything, but almost everything from the air. So you don't have to risk soldiers by being there and, and being detached or, or disconnected to to you know to, to. By the way, last last time we saw such an operation was with the the paratrooper brigade with Mufaz on on seventy three. You know, with the with the reconnaissance uh, unit that uh, he went so far and land behind the enemy, but the, it's a huge this is, edict This is
0: the, the recon unit which you commanded later.
1: Yes, correct, and, and, and it's a huge edict. you know, you, you, you gain very little by that because you can definitely today, you have the alternative of the Air Force. The question so, is, who's
0: isolating whom? Are yeah, you isolating correct. the enemy, or uh, as that uh,
1: operation proved, Excellent. you get isolated, it's very hard to extricate you. Absolutely. And and this is why I think that today to do such a thing with it. by the way, on, on 82, in the first war uh, uh, in, in, in Lebanon, uh, I was supposed to do such a thing, not by, by jumping from airplane, but do it with, with helicopters. And go and behind the enemy line at, at the time and, and you know take capture the Litani River uh, Bridge. And to wait to the to the forces and and the government and I was ready for that yeah for that mission and the government could not take that the risk by the way they decided not to do it, and we, we breached from the from the morning by armor know, by, by armor uh, approach yeah.
0: So following that um, position in which your battalion commanders the battalion commanders under you later went on also to become generals uh, or some of them did.
1: This is my pride. You know, uh, uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> for me it's a lot. You yeah, have several of the generals today, and I think at least half of the general staff uh, were my uh, subordinates. My subordinates, and and you know, uh, Aviv Kohavi is, uh, is, is was was a battalion commander when I was the, the brigade commander. So I'm very proud. And even today, uh, Herzia Levi was uh, was an officer uh, in, in my battalion and in my brigade. So yes, I'm very proud to see those guys. They are, by the way, amazing. They're, they are very high level, much better than, than my generation and myself.
0: Because, because you didn't have a mentor such as yourself, and they had you. Maybe. 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 <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that credit I can take, but not more than that. So uh, following that. Um, Obviously, in order to um, be a regular division commander, first you had uh, to command a reserve division, which which is uh, quite strange. uh, The way uh, the Israeli Defense Forces waste the best years of an officer's lives to go through several such iterations rather than directly. From brigade to regular division.
1: Look, I Amir, mean, I think we are we are kind of the youngest uh, uh, military in the world in terms of the uh, the age of the commanders. But not as young as we used to be. Yeah, this is correct. You know, that times is is making the the, the difference in, in in this aspect. But you have to gain, you know, some maturity, some experience, some maturity, some some facing other things. You cannot just run uh, from from one assignment to the other. You were a colonel at thirty-two. Uh, 33, yeah, no. and 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 it's young. Look, in one hand, we have to keep people young because because you are you are fighting and you are facing a situation, a operational situation, and 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 you have to fight, so you have to be in a good shape, and but not too young. And and in the end, the decisions that you have to make, you you have to have some maturity. So I think that, that, that this balance is the, 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 the balance that the military, the IDF, is trying to do. Whether it's very successful or not, I don't know. But while the time we see that people are getting older. I was, a, 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 I think, a, a, a brigade commander in, in 36, I think. The regular
0: brigade, because, yeah. because earlier at 33 you already uh, had your promotion.
1: Correct, the first promotion, you are right. By the way, I had an argue with Yitzhak Rabin uh, 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 when, when he was the, the already the, the prime minister and he came uh, to one of the ceremonies, I think it was in the west Western Wall, and we sat on the stage and, you know, looking, on the, we had the time to talk. And it's, you know... How old are you? And I was. I told him. I said, you know, I was the chief of staff at the age of 39. I said, you don't remember well. <laughs> and he was insisting. And and, but and he
0: wasn't. It was. He wasn't. It was 44. No, it was 41. And the two months after he got it, he turned forty-two, but and so, he retired at forty-five.
1: So he remember thirty-nine. I, I and and I, deputy, <laughs> I argue. He was deputy chief of staff at thirty-nine. Correct. But but look today, you know, the the the, the chief of staff is is in his fifties. In his mid-fifties. Yeah, mid-fifties. Not only in his fifties, uh, and uh, it's
0: inching towards sixty, just like um, uh, the U.S. Army.
1: Correct. This is why I still feel young. Huh? my age. Yeah.
0: So so you think that. Um, your age, the age in which uh, your contemporaries got their first star brigadier generals, was optimal.
1: Yes, I think so. Yes, uh, look. To be honest, uh, 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 when when the battlefield and, this, and the and the the environment is more complicated, the 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 value of maturity is is much more. So I, I think it's it's natural. It's not just by uh, uh, other reasons that that the maturity is getting there because look. A big problem in in military is, is the issue of command and control and, and how you 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 bringing down the decision making uh, capacity and and authority, and what is happening especially in in a such a, a, a operational situation that we are in is that because the, the 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 option to make mistakes is so big you are taking the decision up up to the to the upper levels and sometimes too much up you are risk averse correct. And, and casualty averse correct absolutely so so if, if people are not getting more mature commanders are not getting more mature you you, you keep on you know uh, 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 concentrating the the, the the command and then your abilities are, are much less your flexibility your it's a, it's, it's a situation that, that you, you you get into stagnation or might get into stagnation. So I think that, that this, this maturity going, going up, it's the right thing to, to so be done.
0: Please talk about the uh, difference between the US Army and, of course, the Army staff is in charge of manning, training, and equipping. Uh, the forces themselves in the field are under the unified um, uh, or joint commands such as UCOM, CENTCOM, and uh, the various army headquarters subordinate to them. Mm -hmm. And when you were in Washington, uh, there was a very uh, important change uh, called the Goldwater-Nichols legislation, which set up uh, USOCOM, the um, United States uh, Special Operations uh, Command, and part of that was JSOC, the Joint Special Operations Command, where various... Special Forces from, from the various branches came together under one roof. Now, when you were chief paratroop and infantry officer, uh, this was not an operational command, right? You, you were not the commanding officer of the commanders of the various uh, paratroop and infantry brigades, nor were you in charge of the various special forces. But you tried to change it. What, what was your idea?
1: No, the, the first of all of course that that, that you are right and, and and it's a big difference uh, uh, in US it's, it's it's also a task force and we saw it in uh, Iraq operation that, that they had the responsibility in all the western uh, part of uh, of Iraq and and in our case uh, being uh, chief of uh, uh, powertroopers and, and and special forces it's it's only for force buildup it's, it's, it's it doesn't have that uh, a power to, to, to operate and, and the, the idea uh, here in Israel was, you know, kind of uh, separating between force build-up and operation and, and by the way you can find this line all, all along the, the, the structure of the IDF
0: Deputy uh, chief of staff of general staff in charge of build-up and
1: your old job chief of operations As the word says. No, correct. And 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 by the way, it, it has the advantages because you're you're 100% focused in what you do, and 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 main and the main thing is that operational uh, commands are, are are fully focused because you have to have intelligence, you have to, you know, to follow up the changes in in, in, in the enemy uh, structure there are so many things to do and, and when you do the force build-up, it's it's the same thing on the other side. So, so the only guy who sees the entire picture is the chief of the general Staff and the general staff. yeah, correct. The, they are the ones to see that. Uh, sometimes by the way, you, you, you could expect because you know the, 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 the scene or, or the scenery in Israel is that you have kind of a, of a few uh, regional commands. But but honestly, it all comes to to one one general staff that makes the real decision. It's more tactical than strategic. Uh, also, uh, because commands.
0: because the general staff can move around the reserves uh, from one front to another.
1: First thing is that the, you know the commanding the, the air force. You know having the air force. The air force is the most critical thing in 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 moving from one one. One arena to because the other. because it's flexible. It's, it's a flexibility, and and the advantage of being a small country, you know, and and your enemies are surrounding you, so you can you can go in short lines and and make the decisions. But but the the second thing is not just you know the the, the diversity, but it's also the the, the aspect of uh, the sensitivity between those different uh, sceneries. And and sometimes and we see today even you, today you have to prioritize you have to prioritize this number and number two you also have to control it because you know flaming in one area can flame the other area so you have to to strategize and and put even the political level in much shorter way of commanding and taking decisions strategic decisions in this area in your particular case um, when you moved up to uh, chief
0: of operations um, you were the former commanding officer of the paratroopers. The chief of the general staff, General Yarlon, had the same job before you. The minister of defense, Shaul Mufaz, had the same job before him. The prime minister, Ariel Sharon, was the very first uh, commander of the paratroop uh, brigade. Uh,
1: Doesn't that make for conformity? it looks like that, but, but but I don't think so because we have the integrity, you know, s- strong enough to, to 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 make our opinions and our decisions and our influence in 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 a more professional way than you know communality or, or, or other aspects. Uh, and and I think that also we are brought up in, in in education that is is we like to criticize. It's 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 also part of our character, and I think that. It creates some some you know, better environment, but, but the professionalism is, is the first thing on the table, and, and you're not compromising that. Now,
0: going um, back one step, you were in charge of the Gaza division during the Oslo process. Uh, what were your thoughts, um, uh, looking back now 30 years on, uh, was it successful from the military point of view? Um, you rearranged the situation in uh, in the southern part, in the Negev uh, part of Israel, uh, again, uh, your two uh, commanding officers were also uh, former leaders of the paratroopers, the commanding general of uh, the southern command, Matan Milnei, and uh, your uh, division commander, your uh, other commander, Daron Almog, mog um, a very close friend of yours, now the uh, head of the Jewish agency as a retired major general. Um, what did you um, see? Uh, there were several, of course, uh, processes, but what when you looked ahead, what did you see uh, coming out of the Oslo process?
1: Look, uh, you know, looking back, uh, I cannot just put myself exactly at that point, but, but looking back, I think that... Uh, uh, going to such a, such a big uh, process like, like Oslo needed, I think, much more preparation and, and maturity. And it was kind of uh, disconnected to the reality. Yeah, it created a, a wave, you know, of, of, of hopes and, and, and maybe happiness and, and you know, visions, etc., etc. But the reality was not ready for that. And, and it, it, in a way, it's, it's, it's very fast that we had to come back to see the reality that, that between that amazing vision and everybody thought, yeah, the next day it's, we're going to, to sing and love each other and, 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 and mm-hmm. live in peace. But the reality is not like that. But and, what and, was uh, the
0: alternative? The status quo wasn't uh, uh, great either.
1: No, e- even the, the issue of preparing us, you know, we, we learned that from the media, from the newspaper. We, we, we didn't know what to do with it. You know, it's kind of, uh, you read it, you, you hear, you see it on the, on the, on the TV, you, you read about it, and then say, okay, what the hell do we do? So it's with a it? matter
0: of internal communications and
1: preparation. It's even, I would call it even education. Look, I, I know today that to do peace, it's much harder than to do a war. Well, war, war, it's easy. It's, it's hard in a way. Yeah, it's blood sheet, It's terrible and that, but it's very easy to go there. To go for a peace, this, this is something else. And, and I don't think, by the way, even today, we, we know what to do with, with peace. Huh?
0: Now, as chief of operations, uh, you were in charge uh, on the staff side, of course. There were units, there were commands. But you were uh, in charge of planning uh, the counter-terror operations. It was a very difficult uh, operation, very difficult situation and period. Buses being blown up, uh, even um, in the very building where we are sitting now, outside it, on the sidewalk, one of the, the more horrible uh, terror acts. And at the same time, as part of Ariel Sharon's policy, you had to plan for the withdrawal from Gaza, including uprooting the settlements. How did you go about uh, these two different tasks
1: first of all I, I think that uh, I could count the, the the hours that I that I slept like on on one hand for for, for this almost three years and especially that specific time uh, because you had to move from from you know responding to to, to such a terror, terrible terror acts which you just couldn't see the scenes of of, of that and on the other hand to to Move with that operation which which was not on the same logic. It's kind of a counter logic between what happened but also at the same time I I was in a situation because uh, uh, The the chief of staff at that time uh, General Yelon was notified that he's not going to be uh, Extended Extended and executing the, the, the disengagement. And, and the one, the successor, was kind of... Uh, uh, the try, former... Yeah, he, he was trying of not to get closer because, you know, he felt like, you know, stealing that... that,
0: yes, that but that, but that, that uh, chief of staff, uh, General Halutz, correct. who was one of our guests uh, mm-hmm. on this show, was closer personally
1: to Sharon, Sharon. and, and yeah. din- didn't try
0: to undermine him.
1: No, no, no! I'm not saying. I'm, I'm just, I'm just putting the fact that because of that, I was the one to to carry that mission, to carry the responsibility. Actually, General Leon called me and told me, "Look, I'm not going to deal with it. If you need my help, my advice, please. But if not, it's it's your responsibility." And, and it was something you know that, that nobody prepared me to, to, to such an experience, to such an operation. We did many things, but not that kind of, of an operation. And you know when I asked my subordinates to, to bring me a plane, they, they brought me a terrible plane you know for several months and force on force. and so I said, well, you, you are not you're, not, you're you are not even in the area of what we need here. We needed something else. And by the way that's the first time that I, I, I took, uh, 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 planners out of the military. I took civilian ones. I took totally different uh, concept and state of mind in order to plan the disengagement. And and I think we came up with the with the with a much better plan that that was you know fortunately uh, prevented a lot of uh, bloodshed between between brothers. We only
0: have ten seconds for a short answer. Targeted killings um, were
1: that were they cost effective? Yes, but for a long term, it it brings back, you know, a lot of of revenge and a lot of bloodshed.
0: Major General Israel Ziv, uh, always uh, so informative, and we could have gone on, and perhaps we will find a a third occasion. For the time being, thank you very much for being our guest. Thank you very much, Amir. This was the second part of our conversation with Major General in the reserves, Israel Ziv, the former chief of operations, uh, the commanding general of the Gaza division and chief paratroop and infantry officer. And this has been Watchman Talk on TV7 News Israel. Shalom from Jerusalem.